All right. BradCooney.com in association with 8 Count News HCN Networks is honored to have on board actor Vincent Selhorst Jones, who had a huge, big, big, big opportunity to be in the smash hit American Sniper. Um, Vincent, first and foremost, congratulations and welcome to the show. Thanks very much. Pleasure to be talking to you. Yeah, man. So great, great stuff, man. Um, all right. So obviously, American Sniper's blown up all over the country. Um, you know, and, and although your, your your appearance was right at the end of the movie, it was a really important one, in my opinion, because it, it you know for those who know the Chris Kyle story, um, know that he was shot and killed by by a a, a marine that was suffering from post traumatic stress. Eddie um, Ray Bruce is the name of the marine. Yeah, man. Yeah. Sad story. A really sad story. Um, so just just kind of talk us through you know what what you, what your role was um, and the importance of it. Yeah. So when I actually got the script, um, I wasn't the character wasn't written in um, when they had the script. Uh, which actually when they when the when American Sniper was first option up, I believe um, Chris Kyle was still alive, and so I think. I'm not certain on this because this is something I got pulled into fairly late. Um, but Bradley Cooper had like gotten the rights while Chris Kyle was still alive, and Chris Kyle died after the movie had like started working into production. Ah. So like they had to make some changes down the road, of course. And so my character, like that was something that didn't happen in the book, of course, because like you know it was tragic thing that happened after the book was written. Um, and so, yeah, that's basically it. And pretty much, uh, you know, for anybody who doesn't know, Chris Kyle has been working with veterans, doing a lot of good work, and Eddie Ray Ruth has had a lot of psychological trouble, and he was one of the people that he was going to work with, um, just by happenstance, and the, I don't think the trial has happened yet, but it's likely suspected that Eddie Ray Ruth uh, killed Chris Kyle and also one of Chris Kyle's friends at the shooting range that they'd taken him to and then uh, stole his truck and ran off. Right. Um, and it's likely due to his, his psychological issues. But that was who I was portraying, although not directly said in the movie. You know, when I saw the movie, um, it, was, it was just fantastic. What a terrific movie, by the way. Um, Clint Eastwood directed it. Bradley Cooper was just mesmerizing. Um, also, uh, um, the actress that played his his wife, uh, man, she was great. Um, so many, so many great actors and actresses in this movie. You're right at the end, though. This is why I wanted to talk to you. Right at the end of the movie, you know, I read the book too, but 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 I knew the story, of course, after Chris was killed. Um, when I saw. At the very end of the movie, when 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 you when when he walked outside and you were standing there, you had the look in your eye like somebody who was had who who's who was dealing with some inner demons. You know what I mean? You, you, right away. Well, that came through because that's exactly what I was hoping to get across. I don't. I mean, it's hard to tell what was happening that day. Um, but in in my mind, Avery Ruth didn't go with an intention to kill him. It was something that probably happened. Um, happened later because he'd had he'd been in and out of psych wards at that point a couple of times and he had he had some really serious issues. You're right. It came through. It came through huge because when when honestly when when you first were 
seen, you know, the very first seconds, within seconds of looking at you on the big screen, I heard people around me go, ooh. I mean, we actually heard some reactions like creepy. You know what I mean? So yeah, that was that was yeah. that was big. That was big. It was great. I'm glad I came through. Yep, absolutely. All right. How much interaction time did you get with Bradley Cooper? Did you were you able to interact at all? Like you know, out off off screen or you know when you guys weren't filming? Yeah, a little bit off screen, a little bit before the shot. Uh, I mean, I was just there for a single day. I got the call. Uh, got the call from my agent. It was wonderful to hear from them. From an agency, just heard from them, and they said, oh, "You've got the part." It was a total surprise. I hadn't even auditioned for it; um, just got it, you know, out of the blue. And then I like shot a week after that, so I basically did all my research, you know, really quickly, and then just showed up for a single day of shooting. And so I showed up, you know, spoke to Clint Eastwood, spoke to other people on the set, um, and then you know they were shooting a scene while I, you know, while I showed up on set. Um, and then between scenes, uh, you know, Bradley Cooper came out. We talked for a little bit. Um, and then the three of us, Bradley Cooper, Clint Eastwood, and me, talked a little bit about what was going to happen in the scene. And I just basically sort of went through it. And a lot of it was actually improvisational um, because it, the script, once again, hadn't had it written in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it just sort of, like, felt where it went and uh, all of that, so you were just there for the for the for one day, and then then you flew out, and that was it. That was just one day experience. Oh, I mean, it didn't fly anywhere. It actually was just a thirty minutes drive away from me. But yeah. that's right. I forgot. Uh, yeah, it's right there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, it was just you know we showed up for for half a day, and that was that. Any idea this movie was this big? I mean, it's huge. Uh, I mean, you know, but I, I didn't expect it to break records the way it had, um, which is that it's great. Uh, it's, it's, it's not surprising that it's doing so well. I think it speaks to a lot of things and sort of like understanding, trying to understand what veterans are going through. It gives at least a little bit of that, hopefully. You know, and, and, and it's a good point. I'm a veteran myself, and I have a nephew who's who's in the Marines. Um, um, so it's important, it's important to me that... that you know, it, it gets out there the right way. That's why I'm very glad Clint Eastwood did direct this movie, um, because he's he's a pro pro veteran guy. You know, he's he's just perfect for this for this movie. Um, now I'm not going to mention any names here because I'm not in this in, in the business of trying to go negative or. But there were some comments by some people out, you know, in, in Hollywood that was in a negative way um, towards Chris Kyle. How did that make you feel when you heard those things? I thought it was unnecessary. Um, all right, so so um, obviously great experience for you. Any spinoff opportunities um, so far? I know the movie just came out, but do you are you guessing or foreseeing some 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 spinoff opportunities uh, because of this appearance?
services, you know, it's just something where I'll, I'll get me out there more, I'll get into more casting rooms and get the chance to show what I can do because of it. That's sort of what I'm hoping for. And what did you do before you got into the whole acting thing? What, what led you up to the acting? So, uh, more acting, more acting. Uh, I mean, so right out of high school? Acting, yeah, so I mean, I went from high school and then I went to college where I double majored in math and theater. Um, and then I decided to like really double down on theater and I went and got my MFA in acting at Harvard. Um, and then right after that, I just went directly to Los Angeles, got a manager, got an agent, and been here as an actor since. Wow. All right, let's talk about Jersey Boys a little bit. Also directed by Clint Eastwood, uh, about the yeah. about the four season. Also Christopher Walken, who's one of my favorites. Um, yeah, he's great, man. That guy's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, conservative Republican guy. I mean, I, I'm, I don't really care about you know what you are as far as politically, but um, huh? but but you know it's, it's just interesting. There's not a, there's, there's there's not a lot of out of the closet Republican GOP people in Hollywood these days. He's one of them, man. That's why you know, I just admire him. He doesn't care. Um, talk about working yeah. with him a little bit and about that experience with the Jersey Boys. For Christopher Walken? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, and the movie. Uh, I hate to disappoint. I didn't get the chance to actually work with Christopher Walken. Oh, okay. Our, uh, you know, my, my shoots, what, I mean, from what you see, I actually have a very small part in the film at the moment um, because it, a lot of it got you know, left on the cutting room floor, but uh, I had about a two minutes or three minutes scene in the movie originally, but it was like three or four days, and none of that was with uh, Christopher Walken. Oh, that sucks. He's, he's yeah. a great actor. That was a blast to do. I mean, don't trust me, it's, it's the best thing. And also, I don't know, I don't know if you've heard this, but Clint Eastwood's catering, the guy he has for his catering, uh -huh. is just amazing. Uh, the food on the Clint Eastwood set is the best. <laughs> Really? Yeah, no, like I had I think it might have been the first time I'd eaten swordfish. Oh, I wow. having swordfish from, like, you know, catering. So, yeah, the craft services on, on Clint Eastwood's film is That's uh, great. Yeah, it's wonderful. Now, I want to talk about Clint Eastwood. Um, obviously a legend. Um, mm -hmm. Talk about that. Talk about be, just being able to talk to Clint Eastwood and, and know the guy. That's just really cool. I mean, getting the chance to sort of, like, uh, shake shaking the hand of an icon, getting right. a chance to talk to them and actually like, you know, work with them and have them, you know, treat you like just a normal person to work with is just it's really cool. I mean it's both humbling and you know I mean it makes you feel good about yourself but also like aware of being in the presence of something impressive. And I heard that he he's really down to earth. I mean very down to earth. Oh guy. yeah. Good stuff. All right, man, I know you're busy, so I won't keep you too much longer. Just share with the uh, listeners what else you got coming up. Any Anything in, in the works? Uh, I've been working on a lot of sketch comedy. I've got a sketch comedy group, and we've been putting stuff out about once a week. Uh, one Word No Caps. You can just Google it, onewordnocaps.com. And so we've been putting, something, putting stuff out. We're really excited about what we're making next week. It is going to be uh, a 50 Shades spoof trailer that I think will just be really good. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much it. It's just working on, you know, sketch comedy. This is something I can, like, get out there and just, like, make my make happen on my own. Um, that and just, you know, auditions and the normal acting grind. Great stuff, man. Before, and before I let you go, give some advice. Uh, you know, do you have any advice you want to share with some other aspiring actors that maybe aren't maybe ain't quite as long, you know, as far down the road as you are with it, Some maybe just breaking into it? Get any advice for them? Um, you know, prepare yourself for 
something that's not going to like, it's not going to be easy. And everything everybody tells you about like pursuing a life in the arts is true. It's not something that just like picks up and suddenly, you know, suddenly goes great. It's something you have to work out for a long time. So just uh, make sure that you love it. And if you do, you know, enjoy what it is. <laughs>